Alright, listen up, Goblin Horde. I have a couple of things to say to you before we start this raid. I know you're excited, but you'll have to wait. Now, I didn't get to 12 years old by ignoring history, and I think a little bit of smarts might do you all well. Gathering, listen to this fable. Hello, and welcome back to Faint and Fables. My name is Matthew Jackson, your DM. When we last left off, two Ravens of Morn, members of a sacred postal system in Drake and Hellion, were in the midst of transporting an ancient and undelivered letter. The two gnomes, the young, bright-eyed Nix, and the old, weathered stamp stumbler, set off on a voyage from the city of Morn to the secluded and desolate Lemwood Castle. In the dead of night, they approached the portcullis to find guards barring their path. They were hailed by the Master of Arms of the castle, and from him discovered that Lord Lemwood, the recipient of the letter they were delivering, was still living and would be at the castle shortly. However, the two gnomes felt something was off. We join these Ravens of Morn as they use their powers of insight to read the Master of Arms' suspicious words. This is Chapter 2 of The Postal Code. 17. He seems to be concealing some sort of information. Like, you you could tell at a glance that um, he... You could tell at a glance that he um, did... he, He sort of was surprised at the mention of the Lord's name. Can I cast Detect Thoughts? Now, does that require... Uh, what it has a couple of letters there on the spell card. Does it say like verbal somatic? Yes. <laughs> so that would require you to speak the spell and move your hands. If you'd like to cast a spell with him watching you, you may. Well, I was hoping to do a sneaky like a sneaky a <laughs> sneaky whisper. Whilst yeah. imagine if you and I are standing face to face and I started whispering and like moving <laughs> my hands. You're gonna have to be pretty sneaky. But I have a wand. Can't I just like point it? At him? Yeah, that would be part of that. Yeah, oh. that's even worse, isn't it? <laughs> your your hand sort of like reaches back and it hovers over your wand. And so, then I think the better of it. <laughs> okay. You are sure that you can't give it to me? Uh, we are 100% positive it's... it is not allowed if you look at the Ravens of Morn handbook. We would be violating the law. All of all of our codes of honor and duty. You're a man of the law, are you not? He sort of grits his teeth. I keep the peace here in the castle. Please, why won't you come and we can sort out a way? Um, well, we're just wondering where would we find Julius Lemwood uh, if he's not currently here? Where is he? He should be arriving in a few days. From... From... They both say at the same time, make a... uh, Make a persuasion check, uh, one of you, and roll with advantage. Or both roll. It's more fun if you both roll. Why why did you roll twice there? Oh, because I said advantage. Yeah. Never mind. What was... I got the same number. Oh, fantastic. (laughs) Both times. The dice were on my side. What did you get? Eight. Fourteen. Fourteen. You sort of both say... Plus charisma? Nothing. Um, 
you sort of both say at the same time, leaning slightly on Buck uh, to get closer. Um, that is the Lord's business. I understand that you have a duty to deliver this letter, but I have a duty to protect the Lord and this castle, and I don't know exactly who you are. By all means, you say you're Ravens of Morn, and you wear a cloak of Raven's feathers, but... Show him the wax. Show him the wax on the letter. Uh, you reach into your... <laughs> after opening uh, and closing her mouth, and sort of like... Looking for a second into uh, stump, stump, Stamp Stumbler's eyes as to whether it's a good idea, she pulls the letter out, and Nix presents uh, the gleaming gold wax stamp. His hand reaches out to it. No, thank you. And you quickly bring it back. I put it away. Gold stamp. Uh, I. So what? How old is Julius Lemwood? Is he an elf? Um, Sorry, that may seem rude. We were just. It seems like curious. He, from your previous questions, and you sort of your foray, he's sort of like recluse stuff. This is no concern of yours. Now, if you would like to stay within the castle walls to wait until uh, the Lord arrives, or if you'd like to stay outside of the castle walls, we that would is your love to come in. And uh, do you have a room we could stay in? We could just take camp outside. We heard wolves before. Let's take. <laughs> let's go inside the big castle. <laughs> um, you have doors here. Is that? Do they not have doors where you come There's from? no doors when you camp outside. So we'll we'll go inside. Good thinking, It's a roundabout way of asking it. Are you... Oh, gnomes. And he turns around um, and signals for uh, you to follow. You may stay at... You may stay at an inn within the village. Great. Where else would we have? What are, what were our other options? Isn't that where everyone stays when they visit the city? He sort of turns around, and you can see him sort of like really clenching his jaw as your horse like clops up behind behind him. Sometimes we have guests that stay in the main keep. Sorry, what was your name? I think we I missed it earlier. My name is Drim, Master of Arms. That is a beautiful name. There's just a moment of palpable <laughs> silence. Um, I had a cousin called Drim. He was the worst, but I'm sure you're great. Again, silence as you're sort of like walking, you're following behind him. He was allergic to, <laughs> to bees. Are you allergic to um, no. <laughs> you keep walking along. I just wondered. You know, sometimes these things happen where people have the same name and they, they're allergic to the same things. <laughs> After a few more minutes of, of this, of Nick's sort of like wearing this, this man down, um, you, you get to a rather run-down house. You can see a lot of the houses... Uh, here seem to be quite run down. There's several of which uh, who look abandoned and empty. You can see windows boarded up, doors broken in. Um, you can see roofs that have sort of crumbled inwards um, from the elements. Well, this place could use a fix-me-up, am I right? <laughs> what do you mean? This is just like my house. <laughs> look! 
so after some time, uh, you're uh, led to uh, the uh, to a tavern that has sort of like just a plaque that's sort of over the door of painted wood, and you can see uh, the name of it is called the Knight's Rest, and uh, it is knight spelt with a K. Um, and uh, he stops and goes. Now, what were your names, just so I know who is staying within our walls? I jump off the horse onto the ground. Make an acrobatics check. <laughs> um, six. So as you lift up and you sort of like put your hands at your side like a Peter Pan pose as you stand on the back of the horse and as you jump your foot catches in a little strap and you just full on face plant into the mud. And then I continue to roll. (laughs) (laughs) In a gnomish tumble as if you always meant it you stand your teeth like gleaming the only clean thing on your front. I, sir, am Nick's Knackle Live Letter of the Ravens of Morn. It is a delight to meet you. Thank you. As he sort of takes out, as he sort of nods, uh, acknowledging the name. Hey, Bucky, could you drop for a second? I need to get off. Roll animal handling. Nineteen. Nineteen. Bucky just sort of like kneels and then sits. Uh, the man raises his eyebrows as you sort of scoot off. Uh, and just at that moment, um, your raven flies down and lands on the top of your beret. My name... <laughs> as he stares into the distance. <laughs> My name is Namfoodle Shepin Stam Stumbler. And this is Avery. And that's Bok. Um, enjoy your time in Castle Lemwood. If you ever do change your mind and decide that you don't want to stay here any longer, of which, to be honest, I will be glad, you can find me in the West Watch Keep, where you can deliver me your letter and I shall give it to my lord. Oh, that won't be happening. What I thought you were going to say was that uh, we could come stay in the main keep. Was, was that not on the table? That would be convenient. We are delightful guests. We are never going to come back after we leave this place. Which I'm sure you would enjoy. He just turns around <laughs> and starts walking away into the well, night. Well, lovely to meet you. His small host Have of a wonderful night. You see, uh, walking behind him, uh, amongst his sort of host of guards, he seems to have five guards with him, um is a short dwarven man, the same man who was holding the torch on the on the wall before. He sort of looks over behind him, his ginger beard sort of like brushing over his shoulder, his eyes still wide as he sort of stares at you, completely bewildered. Um, you would think that possibly there's some people here who have never seen gnomes before, um, as they're not super prevalent in Drake. Well, he's a bit gruff. Yes, everyone here seems to be a bit antsy. <laughs> you can see there is a uh, small stables just off to the side of the inn where you lead uh, uh, a buck and hitch him at a post uh, where he seems to have water. Are on. there any other animals at this stable? Uh, there seems to be uh, two other horses that 
They sort of look a little bit hungry to you. You can almost see their ribs. Like, you're getting the general impression of this town that it, it is on a sort of harsher times at the moment. Um, can I pull something out of my pack to feed these horses? Yes, you may. What do you pull out? A carrot. Cool. And I, like, break it in half. Um, these two horses, there's a brown one and a black one with white mane, and both of them sort of, like look at you with that big horse eye where they look a bit like shifty like a new stranger but as you bring the food closer to their mouths they quickly like snuffle it up and you like feel like the hot breath on your fingertips why can could either of you tell me what's going on in this town make a persuasion check i'll make animal handling whichever is highest what or animal handling, sorry? Uh, persuasion. Why am I? Well, you yep. have lower persuasion, I would imagine. Yeah, no, that was a, that's a 10 for animal handling. It's a 10 for animal handling. Both of the horses sort of, like, look at you, and you can read from their body language, and, like, the the big horse nose is, like, sniffing about your person. All they really seem to be communicating is, like, you got any more food? <laughs> I'll give you some more tomorrow. Oh. Oh, okay. And they, like... As you sort of put your hands back uh, from from patting them, uh, they both sort of like lean against uh, the sides of their stables, and one of them lies down in the hay. You can see that they're going to sleep. Okay. Good night. Well, we should get a room. I thought you were going to. Okay. Oh. 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 oh sorry. <laughs> I will get us a room. Uh, I will meet you inside. Uh, as you wander inside, uh, Nix you see the place is pretty empty. Um, there is a uh, single candle that is burning on the bar, um, but it seems that uh, there is a older human woman. She has like black hair with a streak of gray through it. Um, she is uh, seems to be moving um, a large box to the other side of the room, and she places it down when she hears the door open. She looks up at you. Oh! Uh... You know, we were actually just closing up for the evening. Oh, I was actually wondering. My friend and I are here to deliver a letter. We are with the Ravens of Morn, and we were wondering if you had a room or rooms for us to stay in tonight. Uh, Burrow frowns as you uh, frowns um, as you walk closer, and her mouth sort of drops open a little bit. Uh, she looks sort of surprised at this strange figure that's walking in. Oh my word! Are you? You're a very strange little girl, aren't you? Oh, I am not a little girl. I am a gnome. She sort of leans on the box. A gnome, you say? Yes, a, um, a gnome. <laughs> you, you say, just sort of like moving your hands in a quick motion, getting a bit tired of this. <laughs> that like It's like the first time that, like, it's very rare for anybody to see um, Nick's get a bit, like, frustrated. <laughs> so it, like, takes a lot. Oh, well, we do have a room free upstairs. Are you? Oh, I'm sorry, I've never met a gnome before. Well, uh... What? It's what? at this moment that Stamp Stumbler also pushes through the door with a raven still on the top of his head. Nixie, do you have a room for us yet? 
yes, they have a room available. Uh, this good lady was just going to show me. This is my uh, compatriot, Stampy. Ooh. Sorry, Stamp Stumble. Under she calls me Stampy. Yes. You say with a gr- like a stern look <laughs> as she sort of looks between the two of you. Oh, well, my, my name Stampy is also a gnome. She was very excited that I am a gnome. She's never seen a gnome before. Oh, well, here you go. <laughs> you say, like, brushing some dust off of yourself. Uh, right, um, my name's Cathra. Uh, I run the Night's Rest. We don't get too many travellers around here, to be honest. We haven't needed use of the room for a long time. We're not really travellers, we're just here to deliver a letter to Julius Lemfart. You shouldn't be telling everyone who we're delivering the letter to. Hold on, I need to make an intelligence check. (laughs) (laughs) Do you mean Lem Wood? The Lord of the Castle? I don't know, do I? I haven't seen... I think that really that is confidential information, and we shouldn't be sharing that with everyone. Oh... Nick like sort of takes his, takes uh, Stamptum's arm, gives it like a slight squeeze as she like smiles through the talk. All you need to know, uh, Cathra, is that we are delivering a letter to uh, your good city and a person within it, and right. we need a room because that person is not currently in the city. She runs her hands through her hair, um, and uh, walks over to a little hook that hangs on the wooden wall. And uh, on it, she lifts, uh, from it, she lifts a key. Uh, and she sort of holds it with both hands, a, li- a little bit out of sorts. Well, it's normally three coppers for the night. So, um, I'm sorry, but I might ask for you to pay up front. How long are you hoping to stay? Well, until, uh, until, uh... Could be up to three or four days. We really should have asked the man how many days specifically. Well, it would I'll take. let you pay as you go if you like. That that works for us. Oh sure. Here are three coppers. And you place, you rummage into your coin purse and uh, find uh, small little copper discs and place them into her hand. She looks at them, uh, still bewildered, as she leads you up the stairs. You've heard of gnomes, haven't oh, you? Oh yes, in stories. I've just, you know, half the people I know have always. But you know they exist in the world around you. I've, I've never left the castle, to be honest. You never left the castle? Well, I made one trip to a village once when I was a girl with my father. Um, it was a village down the way, I believe it was Did called... you run into wolves? Oh, no, no wolves. You're lucky. We ran into wolves one time. She's holding a candle. She leads you up the stairs, and the flickering light seems awfully ominous as it, like, dances across the walls. She sees these two strange, long-pointed-eared gnomes that she's never met before in in the wooden walls. And she just takes the key, and she unlocks a door for you, and it creeps open. Well, good to know that I'm lucky. And she places the hand down into your hands. Uh, Nix. Thank you. So, do you offer a continental breakfast in the morning? Well, I can do... I can make something for breakfast. Great. Thank you so much. You've been a big help. Come on in. <laughs> and I close the door. She just waves her, bit, her arm just like... She like 
come on in. <laughs> this conversation is over. Um, well, she is quite rude. She kept bringing up that we were gnomes. You didn't tell her I can't have dairy. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right, well... I apologize for that. You can see there's only one bed in the room. And there's well, like very simple is it, furniture. Is it a human sized bed though? It's a human sized bed. So we bed. could like see, you sleep could, top to tail? You could sleep uh, like widthways and you'd have so much space between you. You'll take you'll take the, the pillow side, <laughs> I'll take the foot side as usual. Um, she nods. And uh, you can see there is a very small window that has uh, four panes of glass across a cross-hatched wooden beam. Can we see anything out of the window? As you walk up to it and you sort of press your little gnomish hands against the cold glass, make a perception check. Uh, nine. Nine. You can see that there is um, a sort of dirt mud street outside. There are a few more small houses littered around the way and with your dark sight you can see what seems to be a section that has been cleared away uh, where the houses sort of like move around it you can't tell if it's for like uh, for people to practice riding horses or shooting bows and arrows but it's like a big sort of training space maybe Mm -hmm. um, that has like a few other larger houses around it but other than that not really much is there a lock on the door yeah there's a there's a key lock and you have the key. Oh yep. Pick we we can lock it from the inside. Yeah. Yep. Um And I should say now that you have that key, you could create it with your conjuring ability. Stampy. Uh do you have any other business outside of the room tonight? Because I'm gonna lock us in because I got a bad feeling from that guard. I I didn't expect for us to stay the night. I thought we'll be going back to morn tomorrow. Or preferably, we'd already had. De- we, I hope we had already begun to depart several hours ago. Well, we cannot until we deliver this letter to Julius Lemwood, and he's not currently here. Yes. You were there for that conversation. No, I'm. I'm just disappointed it happened. Similarly, um, Stamp Stumbler, as you were a veteran Raven of Morn, there's a couple of tricks you picked up. As you are a ranger you have a favoured enemy, and your favoured enemy is the recipient of any letter. (laughs) So you have advantage on tracking a recipient, and also you have a very special ability where if you were to meditate for one minute, you can tell within the distance of a five-mile radius whether or not your recipient is there. I jump on the bed. You jump on the bed? Not like repeat. I jump. You I, jump up. I hop onto the bed. Yes. Um, sit cross-legged on it and begin meditating. As you meditate, you reach out your mind and uh, it almost seems like you are now a raven flying through the sky. And you sort of, your mind feels out for the presence of the intended recipient to your letter. There are special magical enchantments over this gold wax that lets you find the name that is imbued on it a little bit, that that tunes in with your 
ranger's uh, skills. And you feel a little ding, almost, like this sort of ping in the back of your head. And you can sense that about five miles away, just heading towards you in your direction, um, is uh, the recipient of your letter. He's five miles away. Five miles? Hopefully that's less than three days. Well, I mean, should we try and meet him on the road? Or should we wait here? Would you like to do that in the morning or right now? Well, if he's five miles away, he'll probably be here by morning, right? She sort of furrows her brow and Nick shakes her head a little bit, trying to do, doing the maths. And you would be correct, as Nick sort of sort of traces uh, the maths in the air. <laughs> well, I did just put Bok to bed, but we could wake him up if you'd like to go right now. Well, I'm not sure. Uh, there's something fishy going on here. I, I'm, I'm not sure how safe Julius Limwood is. Just, I don't know, did you get a strange vibe from that interaction we had with the guard? Well, there, were, uh, there was one adult man <laughs> having to take care of dozens and dozens of children. It must be a stressful job. Right. Um, and that, that was the only thing that seemed off about him to you. What what do you mean? What he else sort of sits was up there? In bed, sort of shaking his hands. You can see like the frown lines in his in his wrinkles sort of showing. Well, I just mean uh, he was very loath to tell us where Julius Limwood was, if he even still lived at the castle. And then we get inside, and everything's really run down. And I mean, that lady downstairs says she hasn't even seen a gnome before, and I, I'm just getting a bad vibe from this place. There's something going on here that's not right. Well, I did promise to feed those two horses tomorrow. Screw it. Let's, I'll do it on the way. Let's go now. Or we stay here tonight and see him in the morning. And then I get to keep my promise. Mm. It's a win-win either way. <laughs> it seems that uh, Stamp Stumbler on his last job, it's like sort of someone's last day at the office. They're just like, yeah, whatever. Like, I'm cool, kid. I just want to get this job done. As long as there's no lever that releases a load of wolves. <laughs> As long as that isn't one of the options. Yeah, that would be terrible if that happened again. Your we mind <laughs> races back to the Leadbetter delivery, the last gold wax delivery that you're on. We just... I mean, it's not what you expect when someone pulls a lever. It's, <laughs> it was labelled and everything, but we thought it was a metaphor. But well, I thought it was a joke. Yeah. As your mind races back to the time that a... Uh, what you assumed was just like a peasant or something led you down a corridor, pulled a lever, and a whole load of wolves came out and chased you. It was such a long hallway. We walked 
all the way to the end of it and then had to run the whole length back. Yeah. You were really, you ran really f- fast. I thought I was going to die. <laughs> I, thought, I, I thought I was going to die too. Especially when, because you were so far ahead of me. I'm going to be honest. I didn't think you were going to make it. <laughs> and I'm dead parent. And I carried that guilt with me now. <laughs> oh, Stampy. <laughs> this, is, this is our last job together. I'm going to keep you safe. Don't make promises you can't keep. The two gnomes giggle in their room in a very traditional gnomish fashion, laughing even when they feel uneasy. Um, and uh, But it doesn't take long after an hour uh, or so after you settle down into your rest to find sleep. Um, Avery sort of sits uh, on one of the posts of the bed, um, just sort of like preening herself before eventually she also falls asleep. In the morning, you're woken by the sound of bells tolling from one of the keeps. Um, You can hear the sounds of uh, wagons being rolled through the mud streets, people talking to each other, chatting away, um, and calling out to each other. As you look out of the window in the morning um, and you see a bit of the condensation that has gathered on the grass, you brush it away to look out onto the street. Um, you can see the people in general look pretty downtrodden and, and, and very poor. Like, you, you're sort of, because both of you have spent a lot of time in the city of Morn, there, there, are, there are poor folk in the city of Morn, but because it's such a big city, it's sort of, it's, it's lessened somewhat. Out here, it's like, you know, a starvation could wipe out this small castle or many of the people in there. Nyx has been up. Uh, three hours before Stampy to clean her uniform. Okay. Uh, for three hours in the morning as uh, Stampy was snoring away, uh, you were cleaning all the mud uh, off of your uniform using a combination of your small wizard's trap cantrips um, to clean away the dirt until it is absolutely immaculate again. Um, Stampy fell asleep in his uniform. <laughs> And he wakes up in his... <laughs> he wakes up in other clothes. <laughs> he wakes up in his uniform. Let's go then. Good morning. <laughs> um, you go downstairs to find uh, that uh, Cathra has sort of prepared a small plate of like breads and uh, a couple of small cubes of cheese. Oh, this looks so delicious. Thank you so much for going to the oh. trouble. Oh, I mean, it was just in the pantry. I. Oh, well, I am like I absolutely said. just so hungry. And um, <laughs> this looks just like one of the best breakfasts I have woken she up to. She slaps her hand on the table every time. Um, and, then I, oh. and then I pick up a piece of cheese and just... Smush it into your mouth. Oh, it goes well with the bread. Okay. Um, this is delicious. Is it local produce? She'll just have yes. the cheese and I'll just have the bread. Oh, I, I would also like some bread. I just I just take the bread and I just slide all the cheese off of my plate <laughs> on the hurts. Because <laughs> you're dairy intolerant? Yeah. <laughs> what a fun character choice. <laughs> Choose three proficiencies and one allergy. <laughs> Um, for this background. Um, so, uh, 
yeah, you guys, you guys divide up your food for breakfast, um, and uh, she says to each of you, "Well, you know what? We're actually due to have a feast um, this afternoon, so you know, I'm, I felt like I could spare a bit more from the pantry this morning." So, uh, a feast uh, here, or yeah, in in um in the first keep, um, they've not said why. But it was scheduled. Oh, um, well, that sounds delightful. It looks like this town hasn't had a feast in a while. Well, that's rude, Stampy. You whisper to him. Um, um, no, we, we actually haven't. It's been hard times of late. Um, there was a string of hangings only a week ago. So I think perhaps they're trying to bring everybody's spirits up. Oh. Who, who, uh, who was hung? Um, it was a, it was a oh, family. Oh, we don't like to pry. Oh, well. Was, was this, uh, was their name Lembrook? No. Oh. It wasn't Lembrook. Um, so, well, uh, do you, do you know, I just, uh, I, I for further trouble of making us breakfast, I just li- like to give you some extra coppers. Oh. Here you go. How many do you give her? Four. Four more copper? Yeah. Oh, Thank you. Um, um, now, we have to be on our way, but uh, what time is the feast beginning? Um, midday, they said. Great. And that's in the first keep. The first keep. You, you'll know everybody will be going, so... Well, uh, we will look forward to it, and you have a great day. <laughs> you point finger guns as you open the door to leave. Stampy? Okay, then, bye. <laughs> you, like, quickly slip out the door. Uh, do you want to uh, do your thing again to see where Lembrook is now? Oh, you meant the meditating. <laughs> I thought... It is. Oh. I believe it's one per short rest. And you... S- so you've slept. Yeah, so you can oh. do it again. I'm just letting you know. Yeah, how long would a short rest be? It's one hour long when you take a short rest. Take this carrot... But you can do it, it takes one minute for you to do it. But then you have to rest for an hour before you can do it again. Oh, okay. Oh, but I have rested. Cool. I just shoot down to the ground. (laughs) So you sit in the mud. Yeah. (laughs) You were inside. You walk outside. And uh, Nyx is like, can you do your thing again? And you just like, look left and right, sit in the mud. Your bum's slightly wet from the rain a couple of days ago. Ugh. It's called armor for a reason. <laughs> he says as he closes his eyes. Um, all right. So, as your mind reaches out now, um, you're sort of feeling around, and there's again this ding. It's a lot closer this time. But strangely, it's down slightly. And it is in the easternmost. It's pointing east, less than a mile, but you can't tell how much closer than that. They're very close now. He opens his eyes and he says this to Nix. They right. must have been traveling. You see people all night. walking past. Uh, the few people that you do see are giving you quite odd looks. Well, uh, do you know where? Uh, could we go there? Well, it, if they got if they if they got down to half a mile away, this clo- this quickly, 
I think we should just wait here for them. <laughs> right there in the street. You realize that they're not necessarily always moving towards you. You just know the direction that they're moving. Oh. At the moment, they are stationary. Oh. Um, and you know which direction they are from you. And you know uh, vaguely the distance. The vaguely the distance from you, but it's always expressed within miles. I think oh. we head to them. Head to them. I don't know. I like sitting in the mud. By the way, that ping in his head, it goes away after he stops meditating. Yeah. It's not like a quest tracker, unfortunately. <laughs> but, but okay, fine. Let's go look for this man. All right. Uh, should we uh, leave Bark here? Let's take him with us. Well, <laughs> she sort of tilts her head. <laughs> Through the city, I feel like it's a bit ostentatious. Okay, let me go quickly feed the horses first. Mm-hmm. Uh, you head round to the stables. Snap a carrot in half. You see that there's only one of the horses there now that you fed yesterday. The other one's been taken away. And yours and, and Buck, obviously. I, I, I ask the horse that's remaining. Yep. Hey, what happened to your friendy? Oh, he got taken away. Uh, he went for a ride. Oh, okay. I thought it was something more serious than that. No, no, it's all good. Oh, cool. See you later. Oh, how are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm, I'm trying to deliver a letter to... Uh, do you know a Julius Lem? What's a letter? Um, <laughs> good boy. And he pat him on his head and he's like, hmm, and like sort of shakes his head a bit. Hey, Stampy, where's the other horse? Um, he went for a ride, apparently. Oh. That wouldn't be crazy. Is it suspicious, then? It... It's suspicious in that somebody hitched their horse here and then decided they needed their horse. Do you do you think uh, maybe we should leave Avery with Buck and then if anything happens, Avery can come warn us? Avery, you heard her. And she flaps and sits on top of uh, Buck's uh, head. You be good to Buck now. And he, she just like seems to again move a bit of straw through uh, Buck's mane alright east Let's and go. I just like sit off you it like a <laughs> sprint I, I... <laughs> people are like someone's moving a cart and they just like whoa as you just like <laughs> sprint I, through the mud I follow her at a steady walking pace <laughs> So, I'm so far ahead of him. <laughs> so as you wind your way through the dirt path, you find that there are walls, in fact, within the castle. Um, and there's a high wall that seems to cordon off, right at the east of the city, um, a temple-like structure. And you can see there's a small wooded area within the temple because you can see that just the tips of the trees that are poking over um, the tops of the walls. Um, and you stop out the front of it. So there's a sort of like a rounded door set into uh, the stone wall. So you can sort of tell like it's two, um, uh, it's like a walled off section of open, uh, of an open area with a little wooded glade in it and a temple within that. You're thinking like maybe like a holy area of some kind. Um, and you stop at the, stop at the, the door um, and do you try and open it as uh, Stampy comes up behind you? I'm going to knock. Um, the spell or the action? The action. Okay. So you knock on the door. There's 
nothing for a moment. I try to open it. You put your hand on uh, the sort of ringed uh, doorknob and twist it, and you feel a latch on the other side lift and push through. Um, you can see, Stampy, as people are walking by this area, uh, there's a small group of people that have stopped just to stare at the gnome as she's walking into this area, and you walk up behind and follow through. Um, as you go past this door, sorry, what was that? Oh, can I just turn around to the people and be like, we're gnomes, stop <laughs> staring, <laughs> we're people. You walk backwards through the door. <laughs> that was the Postal Code, Chapter 2. You had Pedro Curie as the curmudgeonly stamp stumbler and Louise Cox as the bright-eyed and idealistic Nix. As always, if you're enjoying the show and you'd like to support us, tell your friends and post about us on social media. Uh, you can visit the website, fateandfables.com, for more info about the players, and you can even send us a raven from there. That is everything for this week. Chapter 3 will go live over the weekend. My name is Matthew Jackson, and this was Fate and Fables. Fables.